This is the Voice of Land on the Big Play Network with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Jay Banky. I know that the game of basketball is now positionless, but can you really win when you don't have guys that truly play one position or the other? We'll talk about that right here on The Voice of the Land. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin Arnold. Alongside me, as always, it is always positive. Jay, sitting on the other side of the table. Thank Back you so much. Back in my nice, comfortable position. Thank you so much for filling in last week. I was truly on assignment last week. No, that's what I said. I was like, normally we say you're on assignment when you're on vacation, but I was like, he technically is on assignment this yeah, week. I, I was working like all weekend long with the NBA All-Star Weekend in town. You know, the city of Cleveland. You were grinding, was, my friend. You were grinding. Oh, man. Saturday, especially. I I think it was like a 14-hour day. Boy, it I I don't even know. I can't even remember most of that anymore. It was just, it was a long day, but it was it was fun because it is one of my favorite weekends out of the year. You guys know how big of a basketball fan I am, how big of a basketball historian I kind of am, and kind of seeing some of those. It wasn't necessarily the celebrities last weekend. It was the the legends uh, of the game of basketball. Was That was kind of cool to see in person. Guys, I never thought I would see, like, David Robinson walking into the celebrity all-star game. Like, that was that's where I got goosebumps, not seeing Megan Fox sitting courtside. Oh, I mean, David watching. Robinson is one of my favorite all-time yeah. players. The Admirals. I mean, how tall is that dude in person? Because I've seen Z close. And tall. The, I mean, unless you see him in person, you don't know, like, how big they are. Yeah, I was I wasn't close enough to see like the exact, but I mean those guys like when you get up next to them, it's like skyscraper is next to you. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was that was all cool. We are back to basketball, and we did post a poll question out there. We'll get to that here in a little bit. We are also joined by our AI system audio, or better known as the producer extraordinaire behind the proverbial glass, that is Peter Tellup. We are a part of the Big Play Network and partner with LPV Productions. We are sponsored by Vector Technical. They will get the right person in the right job the first time. And DP Construction LLC. Reach out to them for all your concrete construction needs. 330-217-4999. That's 330-217-4999. And more information how to get in touch with Vector Technical and what they do for you later on in the show. You can always catch the show live, as you might be doing right now, on Twitter at VTL underscore pod. At, on our Facebook page at Voice of Land or at VTLCLE because I guess there are, are at signs actually on Facebook I recently found out. Don't know, but oh well. You can also follow us on Instagram at VTL underscore pod as well or follow Big Play all across and you can catch us live on their Facebook page and YouTube channel, uh, Big Play Live. And of course, audio all the time. Our friend, the AI system audio, will get the... Just the sound version, if you don't want to look at our faces, you can listen back to the show throughout the week on Google, Spotify, Apple, or any of your major and favorite podcast platforms. Before we get into our Cavs conversation, though, something a little bit different, whether this becomes a segment and we thank the legal hand for the face to the face, our buddies over there for kind of the idea when they do their shout-outs on their show, uh, make sure to follow them on Twitter at Ham Illegal. They go live every Tuesday night at 6 o'clock, unless they're out live and they got changed the day of the week but they do their shout outs at the beginning of the show i thought with kind of things going on because we know how how much sports is important to us but there are things that in life that are important to others that in sports isn't one of those but we all know that to all of us life is the most important thing 
And I thought maybe some prayers and well wishes to start. And if we do this each week, we do it. If it's not, if it's just this week, it is just this week. I think we should send some prayers and well wishes on behalf of the show to the people of Ukraine and even some of the, the people in Russia affected by the, the conflict going on over there. Uh, you know, the civilians, uh, some of the soldiers involved in the combat, people from Cleveland. There's a lot of Ukrainian descent here and all of the politicians, the uh, world leaders in NATO, things like that, who are having to kind of figure all this out and see how we can stop this from becoming a much bigger conflict and prevent any more casualties with some of the unfortunate ones. We send all our prayers and condolences to those who have to have had to have suffer from loss in their family. Um, I also want to make sure that we send prayers and well wishes, and unfortunately, with condolences to uh, one of our friends, Dale Davidson. He is a content teammate over at ESPN Cleveland. Uh, uh, today lost his brother-in-law. Um, and, you know, it, that's never never an easy thing when you're dealing with loss in your family. And, you know, Peter, for us, and even in conjunction with VTL, LPV, CBC TV, Cleveland Crunch, you know, continue condolences to uh, our buddy Mike Allen's family. Um, it, is, it was his birthday yesterday. I've been thinking about him a lot every single day, but especially, you know, this weekend, kind of seeing that notification pop up and, you know, at times it doesn't feel real still. Uh, you know, one of the best cameramen out there and just best guys. And that's why at the end of the show, you know, yes, again, sports is important to us. And that's why I say don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. Because I'm trying to connect with the people that have been told that, like, sports isn't something that can be an important thing in your life. It can be. The arts, drama, uh, you know, theater, that can be one of the most important things in your life. Um, politics science, whatever it may be, like you all have a choice for what is, you know, what you feel is an important aspect of life while we all know that life is the most important thing. But, you know, for the sports fans that have been told like, oh, it is, it is just a game. And, you know, that shouldn't be an important thing because life is more important. You, you can still understand life is the most important and, and have a love for sports, but also, you know, at the end of the show, we started adding all gas, no breaks. And that is uh, a mantra that you know maybe Mike didn't start, but something he lived by, something he said all the time, and, and something that to honor him in just maybe even the smallest way, uh, something that I'm going to kind of take on and and be a part of our process. Jay, any prayers or well wishes? I know it's kind of a you know solemn start to the yeah. show, but I mean, I think it's just I think it's important to yeah, always totally recognize important. what what is important and things going on outside of here. I'd like to give thoughts and prayers also to Dale and his family, like. Me and Dale pretty much came up the exact same way. We were both callers to the RBS show, and he went to school for it. I'm doing a podcast. We just went different ways, but we've always been pretty good buddies throughout the way and supported each other. To hear what happened to him is just heartbreaking. But on a lighter note, we'd like to also congratulate RBS on 15 years. I mean, Kevin, you're trying to get in the business, and Peter, you know, if you last 15 years in this business, you're doing something right, and it's not easy to go 15 years and still be rated number one by Barrett, whatever. Barrett Sports Media. Yep. That means you're doing, you're just, they're still going their best at it and getting better and better. Yeah. Huge shout out to them. Audio or Peter. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't, I didn't know Dale, but you hear something like that and it's, uh, it's just tragic. Um, but definitely my condolences out to Mike Allen's family. Um, 
it's it's still weird because I still have like you know voicemail from Mike on my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, you get you get that notification that it's his birthday, and it's just like, and it, and it hurts because what a lot of people don't understand, like when we go out and we're filming mm-hmm. the sports, you know, it's there's a certain knack that you, that you have to be a cameraman doing sports yep. because some people don't, you know, it's hard to follow the ball in a lot of sports. You know, Jacob helps me. He does the crunch games and he does a really good job. He's good at following the ball. Mike was good at, fo- at always following the ball, but Mike instinctively knew like when to get those other shots. Yeah. You know, like the two players like talking to each other after, you know, during a, a pause in the action or to, to grab the fan like fan reaction. And yeah. He just instinctively knew those shots. And it probably was just from his love of sports yep. and watching sports that he kind of would just know what to – like before I could even say, hey, get me the – you know, show me the cheerleaders because they're – you know, it's a timeout. They're the cheerleader cheer. He would – he'd be on it. He just like instinctively knew where to go. Um, miss him a lot. It – and it's it's a difficult thing. I think people think it's really easy. Like people think doing radio or doing a show like this is easy. Trust me. Last <laughs> week I learned again. Like sitting in this seat's not like easy, easy, but it's a lot easier than that seat. Dri- driving the bus Hat, is hard. <laughs> that's off to you, Kevin. So it's, yeah, it's not easy, man. And and of course, you know my you know condolences and well wishes and thoughts and prayers go out to the people of Ukraine. Uh, like I said before the show, we found out. Like I knew my family. Part of my family was originally from that area, but you know, kind of going into like like the maps, you could yeah. see like, oh yeah, it's a big chunk of like the western Ukraine is where like my dad's family originally came from. So um, it's just, I mean, it's just a terrible situation over there. And I, if I say anything about that, it's just yeah. I mean, I'm it, not going to get into the politics of any right. of this. Just there's right now, all I'd say is we all just need to unite together and not fight with each other right now. And just appreciate what we have here. Because look yes. at what those people are going through right now. Like, I'm sitting in a nice, cozy studio with Kevin and Audio here and just hanging out. Like, yep. And these people are sitting in bomb shelters, don't know if they're yeah. going to die instantly. Right. Yeah. And, and again, not getting into the politics of it. There's a lot of people suffering from all different angles with, with what's going on over there. And there's, you know, there could be implications that spread further. And we don't want that to happen. And you're right, Jay, it is it is time to unite. And one thing that does unite us all the time, and it's sports. And a team that kind of needs to be all gas, no brakes, speaking of the late, great Mike Allen, who was very instinctual um, and a great cameraman, but just a great person overall. He was a big basketball fan too, a big sports fan overall, and he would be saying the same thing about the Cavs. It's all gas, no brakes. they got to try to make this push to the playoffs. If you've gotten this far, you got to try to get the experience on the brightest lights. But unfortunately, the injury bug, it's kind of trickled over from Brown season as as Cleveland fans and in a different way, of course. But like now we're dealing with the injuries for the Cavaliers. Darius Garland, just it, the back cannot get right. Karis LeVert gets hurt in practice after the All-Star break. Um, you just have Rajon Rondo go down as well. You have Brandon Goodwin and then maybe some 10-day contract guys playing guard for you. Got a win last night, which is good. But we posted the poll question out there today. How concerned on a, you know, kind of going on a scale of ten? And people, there's other you know sports talk guys and podcasts that have kind of talked about panic button in different ways. I hadn't really seen the scale of one to ten. It's the same conversation, but just asking in a different way. 
Jay, I know you responded, and before we hit the break, I, I gotta you know kind of hear more from you because you responded on Twitter. People may mm. have saw that, but remind the people where you're at. We we did like one to three. No, I four said to six. Yeah, I yeah. said one to three, but real, real that can change instantly. Like it's, I'm like I'm on the fence until what was the next one like four to five or whatever it was or four mm. to six. So I gotta see what's gonna happen with Garland's back. That's he's my main concern right now. Like. He is the motor that drives this engine. Like, when he's hurt, we hurt offensively big time. That shows the last three games that he was out. But, yeah, I'm, like, I'm not that concerned because this team is just keeps finding ways to overcome stuff left and right. Like, we had a lot of injuries. They're, unfortunately, they're starting to pile up, but they, they keep finding a way, man. I think this is actually going to – in the long run, is going to make them better because they're overcoming a lot more adversity than we expected. Yeah, it. you want to see this, I guess, now. Uh, I mean, you're trying to make a stretch run, and honestly, guys, every single game for this team is important. I know that people are saying, well, uh, you know, Darius Garland playing the All-Star game but able to sit out these games against Detroit that you should have won, but you didn't. And against the Wizards, not a great team. You can sit him there and maybe play him in some of the better games, maybe try to find him more opportunities to rest. Because he was playing a bunch of minutes and not really used to it. He's dealt with injuries in the past, hasn't been able to play full seasons in the past. So, and, a, and a, coming from a guy that's dealt with back injuries for different reasons, now 30, about to be 31, I had them young around 14, 15, and they haven't really stopped. And there's days where your back feels good. There's days where your back does not feel good. So I get it, and I, I, this is not going to be a conversation, and we'll get to more after the break, but this is not going to be a conversation or an indictment against Darius Garland for playing in the All-Star game and All-Star festivities because if anybody is doing that, we'll explain a little bit more uh, on the other side of this break, but people that are doing that, I understand where that's coming from. you got to look at it a little differently. Before we do hit the break, though, you know, Jay, you said that you're one to three. We'll get audio's response in mind after the break. Right now, it looks like the in the poll question is still up, so make sure you follow us at VTL underscore pod. It should be one of the first couple tweets on our profile there. You're in kind of that 6% range, the, the one to three. I'm always positive, man. Come on. What I do you expect? And, and, so, like, expected to be there. So The leader in the, in the clubhouse right now is that 7 to 9 range, 50%. Next is 4 to 6 at 26%. 10 uh Scale of 1 to 10, basically the panic button is at 18%, and the 1 to 3 is at 6%. So make sure you uh, keep responding to the poll question while we're here. Hit us up in the comments. whether on uh, We can see most of the Twitter and Facebook ones, so if you're watching there, at Voice of the Land or at Big Play on Facebook and at VTL underscore pod on Twitter. Hit us with some comments. Where are you at with this team? Are, are, you, are you concerned about the injuries, or is it maybe coming at the right time to build some adversity that – will allow this young team to be battle-tested. Audio, myself, will answer that question and get some, Jay's, more thoughts on that. But we are going to hit our first break of the night. You are tuned in to The Voice of Land right here on the Big Play Network. Whether you're looking to hire new talent or start a new career, Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has helped thousands of job seekers advance in their career with reputable partners throughout Northeastern Ohio. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. With an above average hire in rate of one in four candidates, 
Vector works hard to connect the right person with the right opportunity the first time. Vector Technical hires for skilled manufacturing and light industrial work and is sure to have a career that you've been looking for. To learn more, visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com. Welcome back to The Voice of Land right here on the Big Play Network. Kevin Arnold alongside Always Positive Jay and Peter Tellup. And we went to break kind of talking about the Cavs, our poll question of the week. How concerned are you, are you on a scale of 1 to 10? This team really doesn't have any guards right now. They have Brandon Goodwin. I, I know they just signed a guy um, on a 10-day contract. I don't have that name in front of me. But, you know, they're down Darius Garland. And Something Frazier is his name, by the way. T. I, Frazier. That might be the guy. That might be the Frazier from uh, that was part of the when Penn State was kind of making almost like a yeah they almost made like a, a mid-major type run in the NCAA tournament or the Big Ten tournament. So is that Tim Frazier? I'm trying to find it. I'm I click on his name. I'm getting a blank page. Thank hmm. you, ESPN app. For yeah, not it's all right. It's all right. Great. But <laughs> again, you're going to have to do these 10-day contracts right now. Because there really aren't a lot of buyout guards, and if they've been if they've been bought out when after the trade deadline, they've already been picked up. They knew exactly what team they were going to, and it's you know more so the Nets or or, or something like like that. The Cavs really don't have guards, and it's not even just Garland and Rondo and Lavert. You can go all the way back. I know we traded him away, traded the contract away, but losing Ricky Rubio Sexton. for the year. Sexton, Colin Sexton, like those are five guards that have had an impact on your team throughout the season. Is someone doing voodoo against our guards? I, I don't what know. What is going on here? It, it was good to see Laurie Markkinen come back, but he was out for an extended period of time as well. So this team has kind of had to go through a lot of trials and tribulations. Peter, on a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are are you about the, the run that this team is capable of with everybody even the guys they currently have once they're all healthy versus where you were maybe just a few weeks back when we were the ones kind of, we were the ones banging the drum, you know, no pun intended because we now a drum set now in the, in the studio, but we were the ones kind of at the forefront of, even though we can't watch them all the time on the Bally sports app, how good this team was. It wasn't just a fun team. It was a good team. We're kind of the first ones on that. How concerned are you right now? I mean, right now I'm probably at a, four to six range i mean i'm concerned but i think it's still early and it really depends on you know how long these injuries last and we've only had you know a couple games back since the all-star break so let's see what happens i'm not ready to push the panic button yet you know but i'm getting i'm getting a little nervous so um the levert injury I, the thing that concerns me is I wanted him to get adjusted with the team, and that's yeah. less time yeah. he's going to be able to get adjusted to the team before the playoffs. Because he only had, like, what, three, four games with this squad Something before like the All-Star yeah. break? And then you go, you know, you, you play a game on Tuesday, I think it was, of of last week, and then you don't play until Thursday of the following week. Like, that's eight, nine days that you that you could be working together, and then you get hurt in practice when you're working on that chemistry. That's a huge point, Jay. Lavert isn't able to get in the mix with this team and find how his game really fits in. It seemed like I know Brian Winhurst on RBS and other places had talked to uh, you know senior writer for ESPN with the NBA. He was talking about how Lavert doesn't play any defense. It's awful, and he 
he was right about that, but it seemed like he was already ready to buy in because like it's just something about this culture that a guy walks in the door in the middle of the season and, and it just has like this change of heart. It's not that Levert can't play defense, but it's, I, it's I the think he's given a lot better effort with us. Right. It, it's the effort. It's the willingness to give well, that effort. A, defense is ninety percent effort. If you want to play defense, you can play defense. I mean, there's guys obviously that are just kind of the older guys that are just physically can't keep up no more. But when you're a, he's a physical dude, like yeah. he's very young and athletic. If you want to play defense, it's effort. And when you see, like we were talking on this last week, if you see everyone else around you giving a hundred percent effort and trying their hardest, you're going to buy right into that. And that is just kudos to JB Bickerstaff. I'm building one hell of a culture here, man. And and you better buy in or get out. Yeah, I mean. You're just not going to do that because people are just going to look at you sideways, and you don't want it that. He's no. a competitor. This this isn't a bad team. This isn't the bottom of the barrel team anymore. Where you know guys can just lack effort, and you know, yeah, he he was scoring a lot of points in those last couple games for Indiana before the trade happened. I think he you know scored close to fifty, if not fifty. I think it was forty-two. Forty-two. That's what it was, and you know. He probably had a lot of energy in the offensive side if he wasn't playing defense in Indiana, but it's true because he was able to to do that because there wasn't a system, there wasn't a culture. They were kind of in between whether they're competing or um, not necessarily tanking, but just not enough talent to win at the end of the day in Indiana. And you can't do that here. Like he needs to sacrifice some of the energy he had to score a lot of points to then play defense. And as he gets accustomed to the team, he gets in cleveland cavaliers shape and conditioning then you start to have a little bit more energy for the effort on the defensive end but still able to score and find pick your spots on the offensive side of the floor being hurt he doesn't he doesn't have the ability to do that and now he's got to rehab an injury get in back in regular shape any uh conditioning he loses plus getting cavaliers culture shape what he needs to do for this team then garland with the back again I mentioned it before the break. If anybody's kind of getting on him or the Cavs organization about, you know, allowing him to play in the all-star game, I understand. And that's fair to have that opinion. I'm not going to do that. I don't think any of us here are going to do that because it's in the city that you play for. You, you guys are, it's guys, it's part of a core that's clamoring for this city. And it's also his first ever all-star all-star game. And I'm sure those days, it was probably a pretty good days, or at least running on adrenaline-wise, it was pretty good days, feeling-wise, for his back. Again, someone that's dealt with back issues myself and still at a young age, and they're probably only going to get worse, trying to work with the resident doctor and physical therapist of the show throughout the rest of our lives together. But there are days your back feels good, and there are days that your back does not feel good. And once back problems especially start, and any injuries, and this is a credit to Gerard Cherry, another you know another uh, friend of the show, former uh, guest of the show as well. He says it all the time too. Once the injuries start, they unfortunately don't stop, and the back is one of those spots that is is very tricky. So if rest is the answer, okay. If the Cavs can figure it out, string a couple wins together. Jay, the only problem is. Have you seen the schedule in the month of March or the next couple weeks? March Madness. March is going to be a tough month, and we are definitely going to have a tough time with it. But if they can get through this with just even just staying afloat around yeah. 500, it's smooth sailing from there. Right. But March is a gauntlet. 
I mean, they call it March Madness in the NCAA. It's going to be March Madness for, March for the Mayhem. Cavaliers. March <laughs> Mayhem for the Cavs in Eastern Conference. It's not – that's not the conference to laugh at anymore. No, it's actually tougher than the West now, which is weird, of course. Our team comes back, and now the East gets tough. Like, well, that's just Cleveland's luck. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> this is what happens. Can we blame KD? Like, he was the, kind of that first big good. man to come back. I don't – that don't bother me, really. No. Because when you go and play the West, it's going to be easier for us. Like, when you're playing against tough competition all the time, that's just going to make you better. I mean, you want more parity in, in the NBA, too. Like, yeah. the Western Conference was – was controlling everything except for that championship by the Cavs in 2016. I mean, 2015 was the Warriors. 17, 18, the the Warriors. Um, you know, 2019. I'm trying to go back and I know 2020 was the Lakers. So there's another Western Conference team. Last Celtics year, somewhere in there. The last year it was the last year it was the Bucks. But I mean, you've seen a lot of Western Conference dominance. And but usually it's just the East is. You have two, three really, really good teams and a bunch of all right teams and a bunch of scrubs. With and the West, there's usually like nine really good teams and four of those are elite teams. Now the West kind of fell off a little bit. And, you know. Maybe LeBron saw that coming. That's why he went there. Probably, well, yeah, probably. And He's a smart dude. But unfortunately, the Lakers aren't really helping him out very much. No. So, you know, since they won that championship, AD, a, a guy that can't stay on the floor. West Brick uh, is just West you know Brick. building. <laughs> West Brick said, is hitting. Oh, I got that. <laughs> is I mean he's building houses out there, building something out there, but it ain't championship caliber basketball. I, I I just don't understand how you still have LeBron, who is capable of being the best player on the floor in the entire league in year nineteen, and you're the you're the Lakers and you don't you're not utilizing that like. He brought you a championship, and you're you're just gonna let it crumble underneath. And I'm not getting it. This was would have been a better conversation for last week, and not this week. You know the comments, the flirting that LeBron did. I already knew that was gonna happen. I mean, oh, he loves doing it. He, he loves, he doing, loves it. doing it, and he still loves this area. Like he he still is so proud of, and you know, yeah. He can have a, as big of a head about himself you, as he wants. He's proud of himself from coming from Akron and, and like the life that he had in Akron from a, from Northeast Ohio. He is proud of what he's been able to do to become one of the biggest global icons we have seen and one of the best basketball players we have ever seen. Would you want him back after his contract's up with the Lakers? Would I take him? Yes. Do I want him back right now? I just I think what this team is building it's a whole different thing where it's a young core that is trying to find a way to win together and unfortunately dealing with those injuries. And they, they're not right now. All of them aren't building that chemistry under the, as the lights get brighter and brighter and brighter. I kind of want to see what this Cavs team and this Cavs core can do and what kind of supplemental pieces they can bring in. That's not just the, you know, brings in the saga, the, the, the notoriety, the bright lights when they, they're not needed of LeBron James. That's nothing against LeBron. That's nothing. If he were to come here, I'm not going to be upset about that, but I think that let's see what this team can do now that they've actually built a team the right way, and it's a collection of talent, not one guy over, overshadowing everybody else. See, I, I won it unless they already won one without him. And the only reason I won it, I want them to get one on their own. Right. So when they win, I want them to be like, Garland let it, Allen let it, 
Mobley, I want them to have all the praise because you know, and I, I love LeBron, but if he came here and they won it, it'd be Cleveland, this is for you. It'd be the LeBron show and then the rest of the Cavs players. And I wouldn't want any of the attention taken away from those young guys. Now, if they won one and then LeBron came back, I'm like, eh, you can come tag along. You can come tag along with the champs. Yeah, I don't know. Peter, would you take him back? I kind of agree with Jay there because the the issue I have, like LeBron obviously is a phenomenal player, mm-hmm. but, you know, through the rumors of all the kind of drama, you know, in the, it, you know, when he was here and who was really running the team and the culture that is currently at with the Cavaliers organization, you know, is a winning culture. And I agree. I, I want to see these guys get one without him. Yeah, like because if they come in and he, they win a championship, and then LeBron comes there, yeah, he can't come around and swing in like he would when yeah. he came here last like, time. Exactly, I know what to do to win. You yeah, guys you listen don't. to like, right. no, we also know what to do with the win. We're doing it our yeah. way, and that he would have to fit into their system, not exactly. us fit well, that, into his. That's system. exactly it. If he if he came back, he would have to fit into the system that's there. If they're champions, they have the cliche system. to actually say something. Right. Exactly. Now I'm not clamoring or saying that this team is and even before when we were all excited about this team I'm not I wasn't saying that they were championship or bust or like championship team they look like a squad that is building the right way to be that type of type of team most often you have to lose mm-hmm. and learn how to lose like learn what it what it means losing in the playoffs like, under did, the bright lights we're not winning we a championship to, this year we're, no. we're realistic we're if we did, it'd be awesome, right? And it'd be a shock to the world. But like you said, we gotta we gotta learn to win playoff basketball games. Yes, first. you have to learn how to win on that stage when there is a team across from you that now you have to play and win four out of seven games, and you know you have to game plan for them. Well, guess what? That team after you play game one, you're not moving on to some other next team like in the regular season. You're going to do film work. They're going to do film work. They're going to make their adjustments. You have to make adjustments. I cannot wait to see that, by the way. I'm really, really excited to see how they do. Because if you were watch- like, the way they play games, by the fourth quarter, it's like they kind of figured you out. Yeah. And it's, even if they're behind, that's why they keep coming back. But if it's seven games and they figure that out, it, who knows what that team's capable of, man. I'm so curious to see how they play in that series. And now this is just an opinion, but I think that this team started to maybe buy into some of the hype that as people started to notice them, eyes started to be open about the Cavs. They started to, you know, kind of think that about themselves instead of we still have to go out every single night and earn it. And now you're allowing the bad teams like Detroit, teams like that to beat you on on any given night. But that's also going to happen because we're getting into the part of the season where those bad teams with some young talent, they know that they're not necessarily going anywhere, and they're just trying to find any sort of chemistry, any sort of, you know, culture elements that they can look to build on or put the foundation in place moving forward. They know the Cavs are a good team. You're going to get, as cliche as it sounds, you're going to get every team's best shot at you every single night and you got to be prepared but you also got to have your main horses along along for the ride and hopefully it's not very long for Karis LeVert it's not very long for Darius Garland 
Um, and even Rondo, or if they can find someone on a 10-day contract that does just enough for him into that rotation. But what is your concern? I don't think we got your answer, Kevin. My concern would be in that four to six range with this team, and it's closer to the six than it is the four, but I can't go all the way into a seven to nine right now because we have we don't have more definitive answers of like how long these guys are going to be out how long does does this team have to play without them if if we knew it was six to seven weeks without garland i'd be at i'd be at a nine oh yeah i'd be at a 10 probably 12 (laughs) but right now they're just kind of saying we like we need to do a little bit more we need to do more for the player to figure out how our medical team and we're they're sponsored by the cleveland clinic one of the best medical systems in all the country and all of the world we need to figure out how we can best help the player because he we can get him on the floor, but we want to have him on the floor for more consecutive games than we're getting him right now. How can we do that for him? So I'm in a four to six, and I'd put it at a six right now, but I know that this team can still make a run of the playoffs, and that is the biggest thing. They need to get in the playoffs, and they need to be a top six seed. That has got to be the goal moving forward. You don't want to be in that playing tournament at this point I think it would benefit this team as they get guys healthy to at least have that four game, that seven game series to try to get as much experience there. And then, you know, just see where you go from there. Once you get in, hey, you gain some confidence by getting a playoff win. You start stacking them together. You could move on. But it's got to start with getting a top six seed. And I think that's where this team needs to start. But we need to hit a break right now to let you guys know how you can get some voice of the land gear yourself. And, of course, a message from our other sponsor, Vector Technical. You are tuned in to The Voice of Land right here on the Big Play Network. Are you struggling to hire the right talent or maybe even find the right career? Vector Technical makes it easy. Since 1992, Vector has provided Ohio employers with a reliable process for hiring and have helped thousands of job seekers advance in their careers. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. We invest time to get to know each client and candidate personally. Vector places people in job opportunities that they are truly excited about. Interested in learning more? Visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com to see a full list of our current job opportunities and to find out what Vector Technical can offer you. Get your gear at voiceoftheland.com forward slash shop. Welcome back right here to the Voice of the Land on the Big Play Network. I am one of your hosts, Kevin Arnold. I'm joined by Always Positive Jay and our producer extraordinaire, audio better known as Peter Tellup. We've been talking Cavs to start, to kind of start the show, and I want to switch gears a little bit. we got a couple segments left, and I know you guys didn't really get a chance to talk much NFL, and nobody's really talked MLB because there's nothing to there's nothing to go off of we all all we know is that the MLB is locked out right now and tomorrow is the deadline Monday and if you're listening after Monday on the podcast you're watching the show back wherever you may be watching it you may already know what's you know if there's going to be a delay in baseball games Jay I know it's it seems kind of obvious. There's been some attempts at reports to the contrary, but do you see loss of games this MLB yes, season? Without a doubt. These guys can't, like, their negotiations is a joke right now. 
so the better question really is, how do you like? Does that does that frustrate you? Does that anger you at all? Or is there just is MLB totally lost or com- almost completely lost its fan base to the point of that's why they're not getting deals done because there is no pressure like the NFL had when they had their their lockout. There's no pressure from fans that we don't want to see. Uh, there's not enough of those fans clamoring for we don't want to see loss of baseball this season. I mean, how idiotic do you got to be to not realize that your sport's already dying? Like, it is struggling big time. And then you're going to do this and have millionaires arguing with billionaires about money and whatnot. Like, get it done. You're you're, going to lose your sport. And I was telling Kevin, someone smart's going to wise up one of these days and they go, hmm, everyone keeps trying to compete with the NFL and let's start a new league and the XFL. And they struggle. They come in. They can't compete with the NFL because everyone loves the NFL. Well, guess what, MLB? When they realize no one really loves the MLB no more, but they love baseball like I do. Like, I love baseball. I've told you this. I love baseball far more than I do Major League Baseball. And they're going to start a league, and they're going to take it right from you guys. I mean, like, look at the Hall of Fame, how everyone is so angry just with that. If someone starts a new Hall of Fame with this league, they're, they're going to be like, well, they're going to let the Bonds and the uh, McGuire's in and all of them. Like, they just keep doing things left and right that just anger all their fans. And I said, if someone's smart enough, they're going to start a new baseball league and they're going to take the Major League Baseball League right out of it. Peter, where where are you at with this? Have you just, like, just completely just pushed it to the side and, you know, one of those MLB fans, because I know how big of a Indian slash Guardians fan. We're going to use both until I actually see someone in a Guardians uniform swing a bat. I'm going to use the the slash, the backspace in between Indians, Guardians. Where are you at with this whole this whole lockout thing right now? On a, well, you know, it is. It's millionaires arguing with billionaires. I honestly like going to go watch, like, the Lake County Captains because it's guys that are you know they're trying to get to that next level. You know the tickets are affordable. I think one of the one of the downfalls to MLB is how they treat the, those guys. Well, how they treat those guys, but the, it's 162 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, way you know, too long. Honestly, you know, okay, NFL. Well, now what are we up to? 17, 17 games, right? So, mm-hmm. so if you miss a couple of weeks of the NFL, that's a, that's a huge, you know, dent in in the schedule. You you miss a month of baseball. I mean, I know people. Still, they don't. Know. They're like, I won't even pay attention to baseball really until after the All Star break. Cause yeah, yeah. The guy team could be in first place, and then after All Star break, a month later they're in last place. Right, and it's one of those things where you're right. They're doing. They do a lot of things that you know really don't. I don't. It's it's not like it's like they don't they don't care about the fans. They no. don't. No. You know. We got the Dolans as owners that we know that we know, care about well, the fans. <laughs> like, how can you start it on those guys? Right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going down that. That's that's a whole. That's a whole show in itself. But well, exactly. So I. I mean, honestly, I don't see. I'd. I'd be shocked. Mm-hmm. Shocked if yeah. they actually came to an agreement tomorrow, and you know, started the the season on time. I, I just don't see it happening. Well, and, and even according to Evan Drellich, uh, senior writer for The Athletic, um, also author of going to be a forthcoming book on the Astros, uh, he tweeted out, and this comes sent into us courtesy of Jana Fenstemaker, 
that the MLB and MLB Players Association plan to meet again tomorrow, the day of the deadline the owners have imposed for the, re- the season to start on time. Meetings are over for today. There's no information on that tweet, and Jeff Passan, ESPN, senior baseball writer and you know, kind of analyst on a lot of their shows for there, when he tweets about updates, there's no concrete update about like progress made or things. Not there's usually not much about things talked about. And I heard you, the one day it was 15 minutes, and they all everyone left. Right. And like, when you when you have a tweet like this that has absolutely nothing about dude, it, I, I, you guys are worried about it starting on time. I don't think you're going to play baseball this year. I, like, and that angers me and frustrates me. But I also know that like I'm you know one of the few that. A lot of people are numb to it because what you guys just said. The MLB doesn't care. They're not catering and adjusting to the times. They're not trying to adjust to new generations of fans. ESPN, Sports Center, they always have on their not top 10 at the end of the week during baseball season. One of them is always someone sleeping at a baseball game. <laughs> and I think that's like on a weekly basis. And it, I, I appreciate and love the nuances of the sport and a lot of sports out there and for the baseball purists and even like the old school baseball fans i know that they don't want it to change from 1900 from what it was in 1900 they don't want to see that changed in 2022 guess what it needs to it needs to there's very little ways and i don't have any of the answers that's why i don't get i don't I mean of any sport what sport needs more change than baseball kevin th- there is none it's not even close right it's not even close. Well, you like, know what's interesting? The last, so last year, right, the, the Field of Dreams game. Yeah. Right, I was just thinking about this the other day, too. Coolest thing so, they did in, like, was, years, by but, the way. But here, Right, it's one of the coolest things they did, but I think it would have been cooler if they would have had them play on the actual field. They built another ballpark next to it. Yeah. You know? No, make them play on the field with, like, 200 people in attendance, you know, whatever the bleachers hold, Mm -hmm. you know, and make it like the actual Field of Dreams game. You know, all it is is like, okay, so just another MLB game next to Cornfield, next to the Field of Dreams. Yeah. So it's like, I think it was a a thought in the right direction, you know, and it was, I watched it. It was was cool, you know, because it's a great freaking movie, but... Everything people love about baseball is Field of Dreams, right? Yeah. What people hate about Major League Baseball right now is what's happening. The, the slock out, this this ridiculousness. Yeah, and it's it's like, I don't even know what, what these conversations are like, but you said it, I've seen it tweeted out there, I've seen it talked about, millionaires fighting with billionaires. And again, there's no pressure on them because they have disconnected so much with their fan base and you know the average to slightly above average sports fan they have disconnected so much that if the nfl when the nfl had their players their collective bargaining agreement and they were getting close to maybe a deadline where it could push things back there was pressure to get it done because loss of money and how much money the nfl brings in and the fans putting that pressure on because the fans are the ones that are going to give you a lot of that money the the NBA they may they may get a little bit of pressure they'll definitely get way more than baseball would. Baseball is getting no pressure from a fan base to not miss games because they know fans just feel like well it's 162 games what's what's losing you know 12 to 20 of those games we're still going to see over 100 games so 
you know, what's the point? We'll just let it all for all cities to get into warmer times of the year. But guess what? It's not just it, it's not just about missing games. It is the lack of willingness and lack of lack of taking advantage of opportunities to grow with the times, and that's why so many fans have been disconnected. They're I mean, arrogant. That's the bottom line. I mean, they're God, extremely well, arrogant. Here's, like here's here's the point. They striked in what was it ninety four? Ninety four. Which screwed yeah. the Indians when because the, they had an awesome team, and they didn't get to finish. How huge was baseball in ninety four? That's when everyone knew who Ken Griffey's, yep. uh, Cal Ripken's, Barry Young Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez. Like these guys were the stars of the world. Like baseball was bigger than the NFL and the NBA. And they striked and it hurt them. Right now they don't have anything like that from the 90s. Well, exactly. There's no mega stars that everyone loves. People don't die to go to the baseball games anymore. And now they're going on strike, and they will not come out of it like they did before. Well, and it's, what's interesting is I th- you're right. They don't they don't market the players well. No, nope. oh, they're mean, terrible. Francisco Lindor, who apparently you know after he left Cleveland, I don't like being called Frankie. You know, and I, which I think honestly kind of soured a lot of people. Too, mm-hmm. Yeah, know? and he was and he was probably one of the brighter you know sh- I, stars that people would recognize, right? And they they do a terrible job with it. But I was going to ask you guys a question: What would you? What are your thoughts if Major League Baseball said, "You know what? 162 games is a lot. We're going to do 82." I would like it actually. They won't. They've already like the players. I believe it was uh, who used to be the first baseman for the Cubs. Guy beat us in the World Series. Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, he wanted less games. He's like, and they pushed for yeah. it. And the owners like, no. I mean, that's just less money for us. They, it's always they always resort back to money. Yeah, yeah. Reduction in games, maybe not eighty-two, maybe you know something still. Just a reduction, just a reduction. Yeah. Well, I was talking like serious reduction because then you're because then you're talking about okay. How's attendance at MLB games? Probably. I mean. Here it's not that good, but you go to like certain baseball towns, it's good. Chicago's, yeah. the uh, warmer St. months, Louis's. people walk warmer up and month, buy the well, tickets. Warmer months, right? Because in end of March, April, even most of the way through May, it's yeah, it's a crap shoot in Cleveland whether or not you're going to get snowed on. No, I totally agree. Game. And, and the, you, when uh, kids got to school, a lot more kids go to games right. and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, you, you got to be able to connect with when you're going to when most of the cities can get most of their fans in, and heck. Letting a guy flip his bat when he hits a big home See, run. Like, allowing guys to have a personality that's a problem. in the game of baseball. That's a problem for oh, them. Nope. That, well, that, I don't understand it. Baseball, How is that a problem? Baseball when, is like golf, guys. Swing. Oh, golf club. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like golf, but yeah, sure. And like it robots. just boggles my mind that they ignore, like, the massive problems they have with these small market teams not being able to compete with large market team yeah and they just ignore it like they don't care like i said they're just so arrogant and they just think their way is that it's their way or the highway and it's the way it's going to be and they're losing fans just left and right and we've only hit like the tip of the iceberg with the issues that oh i mean i could go on forever with the issues of baseball but i mean i'm just i'm frustrated and i but i also know the reality of the situation is and we keep it real here on the voice of land there's more than likely going to be a loss of games this year. There's going to be a delay in the season because you're going to have to give guys enough time, and especially pitchers, enough time to 
get just enough reps to get stretched out to for the season. Well, pitchers and catchers would be reporting already. I mean, they would have been report. We've already we probably would be seeing the first game coming up tomorrow or Tuesday. Yeah. For spring training games, and we're talking about we haven't even gotten to that point. We're talking about this could be pushed back, however long. All I know is get out if you love the game of baseball, get out support. NCAA, high school, and the minor leagues are, I think, are still going to be allowed to play. So get out and support some of the those young players and see, you know, just enjoy the game of baseball and show that, hey, MLB, you got baseball fans out there, cater to them, and let's get this let's I mean, get this thing rolling. She played on your your fiance played on my softball team last year. How many fields are sitting there packed with people that love to play baseball? Yeah, every day of the week that that place fit, and there's places all like that all over Ohio that I know of. That every Sunday there's thousands yeah. of people playing softball and baseball. People love the game; they just don't like what the Major League Baseball people are doing. Not to mention the writers too. But that's a whole nother conversation when they're Hall of Fame snubs and whatnot. Yeah, and again, could go on and on and on, but. We'll at least talk baseball here because I don't think there's enough people at least talking about it, and I understand why. And it's for all the reasons we mentioned, and then some. So, we'll like see. you, I mean, like we're we're connected. Me and you are you're connected to your grandfather through baseball. I'm connected to my dad through baseball. Yep. Like it's ingrained in gonna, us. Like we're gonna have a baseball Amer- themed wedding. Exactly. Like baseball <laughs> is still like ba- Americans still love the game, and they're just killing the major leagues. They're, 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 they're like oh my God. they're killing the the professional aspect of it here in America and it's it's just it's sad to see but hopefully they get on the right right track soon. I mean, we're talking baseball, we're not we haven't even we're not even talking Browns on here cuz really there's not a lot going on. It's still the same thing. It's still just There's rumors that we might be signing David and Joker. There's your Browns news for the whole week. Good? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's something they there's, there's no be. combine like we'll Talk, we'll talk some combine, I think, next week and stuff like that. Yeah, but, that I mean, doesn't start to the end of the like, we'll get We got plenty of time yeah. to get in the NFL offseason. We're not getting into all of the rumors, b- whatnot. Rumors, blah, blah, blah. Baker does this, doesn't do that, whatever. Baker is the reason for everything bad that happens to anybody, whatever. That's not the show. That's not going to be the show. And we always end the show with some fun at the end. Today we're gonna we're gonna kind of switch gears. Something we haven't really talked about on this show ever. We've talked movies, comedy, a whole bunch of things. Haven't really talked cars. Hey, the auto show's back in town. Well, I went today with my fiance. We'll talk about that and maybe some of our favorite cars or the car, our absolute dream car. What are yours? Reach out to us at VTL underscore pod at Voice of Land on Facebook. Reach out in the chat of the live stream or Tweeted us at Kevin and Seven, K E V A N I N S E V A N, at Always Positive J, and at LPV Productions throughout the week. We'll have those conversations with you. We'll have that conversation about the cars right after this. This is the Voice of Land on the Big Play Network. Are you looking for a career in manufacturing? Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28 year old staffing firm that has partnered with some of the biggest and the best companies throughout Northeastern Ohio. The recruiters at Vector Technical will coach you through the entire job process and will help you land an opportunity that you are truly excited about. Vector does not add any additional fees and offers benefits as well as free online skills training through Penn Foster. 
To learn more, visit www.vectortechnicalinc.com and make sure to check out our job board to see a full list of our current opportunities and apply. Welcome back one final time tonight for the Voice of the Land right here on the Big Play Network. Kevin Arnold, always positive, Jay, and Peter Tellup alongside you. And after a frustrating conversation about the MLB, we're going to talk cars. The IX Center got bought out. They were able to have the auto show back in town this year. One of the big draws to the IX Center to the city of Cleveland. Always see a lot of great concept cars, the, the latest ones, families going to shop. My fiance and I already getting a sense of what type of vehicles we're ready to maybe buy that family car and buy like the older versions. Well, these are kind of the years 2022 next year, 2023. Those will be the ones that will be the used cars that we'll be looking for and the price range in the price ranges we can actually afford. Um, Got to say, it's 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 always a great time out there. I was telling you guys in the break, it's kind of condensed this year a little bit like. You see the you see the floor it's still wide. Isn't something happening to the IX Center? Are they taking it down or something? No, they're taking the Ferris wheel out. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So so they got sold, and then the new owners are taking the Ferris yeah. wheel out because there's going to be no uh, indoor amusement park this year. So I don't have to hear that song again. Well, not this year. IX indoor amusement park. I had to the rest of the day. Thank you, Kevin. I had to. When you said, I can't stand that jingle. Like, every time it comes on, I'm like, oh, no. I'm going to see this commercial 500 times. Yep. Every time I'm in the radio, that commercial, they're like, it, it, like, haunts you. I never went as a kid. I hate and, it. As I a hate kid, I never rides. went. I went when I was older. Um, it was it was fun, but, yeah, it was basically spinny rides and overpriced no. carnival My aunt games. dragged me on a spinny ride once. She made that horrible mistake because I puked all over her. No. <laughs> Don't put me on a spinny ride. <laughs> I'll just throw you. up on you. I feel like a spinny ride in that place. I'm, I guess I'm kind of glad hearing that that uh, I didn't ever go because I don't know when I when I walk in there, you know. It's yes, all about the carny food, Kevin. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's true. all about yeah, the carny. I mean, that's really what it is. But like the lighting in there, it's it's great. But like I don't know, like my eyes just never seem to always adjust in there. So like I think that I would, I always, I get motion sickness as it is. Like I gotta try take Dramamine before I go to Cedar Point or. When we go on our honeymoon to Disney World, like I'm gonna, I want to ride all the rides. Oh, I have to too. I get vertigo real bad. Now. Oh, I, it's it gets worse and worse as the years go on. No, the, I, like, the big I, draw is because it's car, it's it's some um, carny rides, carnival food, indoors in the winter. Yeah, you know, it, 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 if yeah, you got young kids, because, but we are talking cars, I mean, not yes, indoor are, amusement parks and right. terrible jingles. But speaking of like the food, mm -hmm. like that's one of the places that you know, the usual stands that go along that, that side wall, yeah. like they're kind of blocked off and they have more like food trucks in there this year. And some of the, Oh, that'd be cool. Like that's, that's some cool. of the walk up carny food stands you would kind of see throughout. If you need a refreshment in the middle uh, of the place, they have more of those. They don't have the traditional like pizza. And, uh, oh, that's cool. It's all about the lemonade stand yeah. for me. I mean, those the, lemonade stands at carnivals are just like crack cocaine in a liquid form. <laughs> right. Like, I'll drink it. It's like, yeah. Another please, five bucks, and then I take one for the road. Yeah. Oh, I love them. They're so sugary. <laughs> and, and like, I guess the food is still the same. Like, you get the the chicken tenders, the fries, the, the pretzel with cheese and but, nachos. But like someone like hungry. me, that's gotta eat vegan because of some allergies. Like, they had a smoothie place that was dairy free, gluten free, soy free, like like allergen free, and the the smoothies were amazing. You know, so like. 
it was kind of cool to see more of the food trucks come in than, you know, the traditional traditional style food. But even the the old school kind of cars that you you maybe gone in the basement at times or mm. off in that side room, um, off you know when you walk in and kind of off to the right there. That's usually my favorite. I love to go see the old school cars. They kind of they they were inside on the floor and it was only like two rows. When it's usually <laughs> like five or six, like it was only two rows. Now there was a sick charger, it, like this like neon green with the black on the on the hood and things. So it got us to thinking, kind of talking about this before the show. What is that dream car? Like, we don't have enough time for a top three, but what is... If you could have one car right now, Jay, what would it be? I just showed you it. It's a, I think it's a 74 Hemi-Kudo convertible, lime green with black. It's either that or I kind of want a Hummer just so I can rule the road. And if anyone's riding my ass, I can just slam on my brakes and let them destroy their own car again. Now, what kind of Hummer? Like, the new age Hummer where, like, the No, I want playing, the H1... Like- the OG military, military Hummer. Okay. So when you hit me, I don't care that you scratch my car. If I get a flat tire, it'll inflate itself. So I want, want a... the bulletproof glass windows. I want it straight military. <laughs> I want the snorkel so I can ride through swamps and it all, dude. You don't want the crab walking, like the new age I don't Hummer. need the crab walker. Okay. Okay. You Although the thing was cool. I'll just drive over anything in this way. <laughs> yeah. It's, if I get a Hummer, just stay off the road. That's all I'm saying. What about you, Peter? What, what would you be your dream ride? You know, honestly, right now, I used to have a 95 Wrangler, and it was it was a base model, mm. but it had nicer tires on it, nicer wheels. And, My Hummer's going to run that over, too. Oh, yeah, but it was, a, it, was a, <laughs> it was a five-speed, you know, but it was one of those things where it, was, it wasn't fancy. It was just fun. Mm-hmm. And if I could, I'm you know, I still look now to see, like, can I find one that I can afford? Where they used to have the old CJ7s or CJ5s well, they had the, or something the like that. The 5s and the 7s had the round headlights. Mine yeah. had the square headlights. But it was the same, you know, so it had, like, the straight dash. It was, like, like that plastic. But, you know, I used to take that thing on the freeway. And inevitably, if my dad was with me on the freeway, pop-up thunderstorm. We would get, we would get dry. <laughs> Every time he was in that thing with the top off on the freeway, it would rain on us. So, like. My like dad's house, day, yeah. you'd love it. My dad's house, there's, well, I think, at least got to be a 50-something-plus acres of woods, and there's oil wells back there, so there's full that, roads that mm-hmm. go back there. That's how I learned how to drive off-roading, and my neighbor, he had a Jeep, and we used to just hill climb and ride through everything and those things. Never so got much, to drive my Hummer back just, there, though. Just so much fun. Oh, I they're mean, so and fun. That's, and I still keep an eye out for one, but someday, you yeah. know, maybe – they are expensive too nowadays. Well, they I hold. Don't, I don't Jeeps want to hold their one. value though. I, that's that's just it. If well, I can find cheap ones, but they're piece, they're they're rusted through. Mm-hmm. If you find one like a '95, that's like in really good shape. You're talking ten to twenty thousand dollars. I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm paying that yeah, much money for for a '95 Wrangler. So what's always cool about the auto show though is like they have the Jeep Wrangler course where they mm-hmm. you know oh yeah sometimes they'll do the other models but. This year especially, it was, like, the Wranglers and, like, that new truck version of the Wrangler, the Gladiator, yep. like, doing that. So, we got a chance to do that, and that was that was really cool. I know that, like, for our family car, I think the dream car for Jana and I is the Grand Wagoneer, like, the new uh, new style of the Wagoneer. Pretty much a bus. I, I mean, like, everybody was checking these things, these, these things out today, like, every single family. But the cost is like i think the base price may be like 88,000 90,000. Like but if you're looking for 
you know, at least decent amount of amenities, you're looking at six digits. It's like $100,000. Like, no. You that's, better get something big enough to live in. That's it, When it becomes, especially when it becomes six digits, that's when something becomes a dream car. I guess for me personally, though, like if, if it was just like just a personal car to drive, it is either a classic or the new age Dodge Chargers. Like those, uh, that was the, when I was a kid, kind of. Like the Fast and Furious ones too? Yeah, the Fast and Furious ones. Like when I would go like after graduating high school and stuff and like get the pictures taken with the family, like as I'm driving a car, like if, you know, trying to shop for one. You know, I was always taking a picture in a, in one of those newer style chargers. I don't know why I just I just really like the look of them, but I mean, I guess right now like our our more practical in but still in the future dream car right now is uh is like a Jeep Grand Cherokee or um uh I don't know, I think there was like a Toyota Sienna like vans. Like so we're talking like soccer mom vans and stuff. Like that's that's the type of cars we're looking for today, but hey, if you plan ahead you stay ahead. Man, if we can get a couple more sponsors, maybe we can there you go. those cars. I'll tell you what. We used to have a Honda Odyssey minivan. We had a couple of them we leased. Saw one of those today, and too. And those things, they are they're awesome ride. Great gas mileage. I mean, it was a, you know, as for a minivan, it was a great vehicle. When I was in high school, I always wanted to take one of those conversion vans and make it to like a giant party van and stuff. Oh, okay. I had one of those. Of course you did. <laughs> I don't know why, but like my mom had a minivan. So, like, that was if I was allowed to drive to school on certain days, like, that was the car I drove. Or if I had to go to practice, my dad was coaching. So, like, I would take the van when my mom got home from school as teaching. I don't know why, but they had the best sound systems. What would be your guys' favorite supercar? Now, you're talking Lambos, Ferraris. Like, me, I would have this dream of always driving. I think it was like a 95 Viper. Then when they came out with the, oh yeah, I always wanted to drive one. Those just look so badass. Dude, Millionaire's Row was stacked with the the McLarens, the uh, you know, I think there was Ferraris, there was the Lamborghinis. I mean, and like tricked out. To... Who wouldn't want to open those the suicide Lambo doors too oh, one day? Like no. I've always wanted to do that thing. Where like open it up feel like, like... So the scissor doors yeah mm-hmm. i'd have to learn how to drive manual like stick before i could i always like the though. like the old school lotus yeah mentioning that i used to be a bellman kevin and this guy pulls up with a brand new ferrari throws me the keys goes you want to park it i catch it and i'm like i don't know how to drive stick <laughs> <laughs> i am not i like i was so half tempted to just be like screw it I'm going to learn how to drive stick on this Ferrari real quick. I'm not, I can see him in there to grind his gears. I'm like, sorry, bro. I just got myself fired. <laughs> yeah, I I would love to learn how, how to drive that, but I don't know. It's just I don't even know if what I would have done in that situation if I were, to, like, working as a— It's a 20-year-old version of me, too. Like, I am still shocked I held back and restrained <laughs> myself from trying to learn how to stick drive on that car. Man, I— Oh, it was so beautiful. You could see, like, the engine's in the back, and it's all glassed over, and you could see wait, the whole engine. Yeah. I'm like, wait, so do neither of you guys know how to drive stick? I probably can, because I could drive four-wheelers and dirt bikes. I just don't. I have to just learn the uh, the pattern. Yeah, with my foot yeah. instead yeah, of I hand clutch. I don't know at all. You I do, oh, it yeah. sounds like. Oh, yeah my, yeah, my Wrangler was a stick. I, I, I learned driving dump trucks. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense, then. Yeah. Uh, a skill to learn is maybe you know maybe like a midlife crisis. I don't so, know. Ever see the video of the guy that got carjacked and the, the they basically the 
car thieves is just giving his car back because it's yeah. sick. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, did I learn? This learn how to drive a motorcycle from driving Mohican back to here because oh. my friend's girlfriend like got hurt kayaking and she couldn't drive it. And they're like, do you ever drive one? I'm like. I drove a dirt bike a couple times. Like, yeah, I figured yeah, it out. I can't drove around it. the a parking lot a few times. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Next thing I'm doing, I'm going down the freeway in a motorcycle. Never rode one in my life. And that's so why I told you, I was half tempted to really grab those keys and <laughs> how to drive that Ferrari. I'm a little nuttier than y'all think. Well, well done on holding back and restraining yeah. that one back then. And as much as we would like to go on with this show right now, we need to hold back. We need to restrain ourselves and wait until next week. To talk more, we'll talk NFL Combine. We'll talk progression of the Cavaliers. If there's baseball news to talk about, we'll talk about that. And much, much more, plus updates on one of our fellow partners, the Cleveland Crunch. But until then, for Always Positive Jay and our producer extraordinaire, Audio, better known as Peter Tellup, it's going to wrap it up for this edition of The Voice of Land. I'm Kevin Arnold reminding all of you out there, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game we truly love you all 3000 prayers and well wishes out to everyone as we talked at the beginning of the show and i mean we just talked cars kind of a perfect way to end like our great late friend mike allen always used to say all gas no brakes we'll see you all next week right here on the voice of land on the big play network 